Hello and welcome to Logical, the regular legal podcast from the Dubai-based law firm HPL Yamalava and Pletka, still the Gulf region's first and only legal podcast. I'm Tim Elliott, back socially distanced at Dubai's JLT, Jumeirah Legs Towers District at the firm's offices with the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to see you. Great to see you too, Tim. Thanks for being back in physical form in our office. Uh, do you know what? It's good to be here rather than uh, the remote ways we seem to be working. Now, today on Logical, we're talking dispute resolution, but specifically small claims. And this is really important, what this can do for not just small businesses, but uh, even medium to larger enterprises. This is part one in a series on the DIFC, Dubai International Financial Center Small Claims. Tribunal. Now, we'll focus today on the initial stages of filing a claim, procedures, and the basic things that you need to know if this is something or a direction that you want to go in. Now, let's run through this methodically, uh, Ludmilla. I'll fire off a number of questions at you. Tell me if I miss anything. But let's start with what counts uh, as a small claim and why is, why is this so relevant? Well, it's relevant in um, in short because a it allows for businesses across the UAE to uh, have their disputes addressed in rather efficient and and business f- uh, friendly manner uh, that is affordable and um, quite um, expeditious. Uh, and because of the name of the DIFCS Small Claims Tribunal, perhaps a lot of businesses are not aware that they too can have access to the DIFC Small Claims Tribunal, even if they are not based in the DIFC. And this is why it is relevant, because A, it's relevant for businesses that uh, because they can address their commercial claims in a very business-like manner, and then B, just because it is the small claims tribunal that sits in the DFC does not mean that other businesses that are outside of the DFC are precluded from it. So in a way, almost every business uh, that has commercial disputes can ultimately avail themselves of this particular tribunal. However, there are a few conditions as to how you do that. But that's why it's relevant. Now, with regards to what is a small claim? As per the DIFC Small Claims Tribunal, a small claim is anything up to 500,000 dirhams. Mm-hmm. It's about $150,000, if you will. However, you can increase this up to a million dirhams. The parties have to agree ahead of time, specifically, that any disputes that arise to the value of up to a million dirhams, they will refer to the Small Claims Tribunal. Uh, so that is under this uh, particular jurisdiction. That is what is defined as small claim, up to 500,000 dirhams or a million dirhams. Okay, so what kinds of cases could be heard at the SCT, the Small Claims Tribunal? In general, it's mainly commercial cases, commercial and civil cases that are within the threshold, i.e. within the either 500,000 dirhams or a million dirham value. There are a few cases that specifically uh, carved out from the DIFC. For example, employment cases that are outside of the of the DIFC cannot be brought in or cannot be adjudicated in the DIFC Small Claims Tribunal. However, if it is related to employment that is based in the DIFC, they will still be subject and will be under the umbrella of the DIFC. But outside of the DIFC, those employment cases do not qualify. Uh, similarly, certain real estate disputes 
uh, as well, they could be carved out uh, because other forms, like the, for example, the Rent Dispute Committee has exclusive jurisdiction over real estate matters in Dubai. So there's some uh, some specialized tribunals that have exclusive jurisdiction of certain matters. So those matters will not be able to be brought into the DIC Small Claims Tribunal. But otherwise, any other commercial or civil matter will be included. Uh, one important carve out, and that's criminal. And this is because, again, this is a commercial tribunal and it is there to allow businesses or encourage businesses to come and, and have their commercial disputes resolved. Criminal cases uh, are uh, specifically and clearly uh, not included in the, um, uh, in the SCT uh, and have to be adjudicated in the local courts with the local authorities being either the prosecution or the, or the police or, or, and ultimately the local criminal courts, but not the DIC. What about the need for a legal professional? Do I need to involve a lawyer? In short, no. And that is one of the greatest benefits of the SCT. And SCT, just uh, for all purposes, it's it's a small claims tribunal, so mm-hmm. we'll refer to it in, in this discussion as SCT in the interest of time. But one of the uh, greatest benefits of SCT is that uh, parties can come and encourage to come and have their commercial disputes resolved in a, in a business-friendly manner. And that means that it's uh, basically businesses to businesses or parties to parties directly without without having lawyers battle out their disputes before a more formal authority or, I guess, a formal fashion. So it's, the authority is formal, but the, the fashion in which you argue your case is, uh, is more business and more uh, informal than what you would expect and have to do in, um, in the different jurisdiction. And in fact, there is a rule, specific rule, so that the default rule is that parties have to represent themselves mm-hmm. uh, before the tribunal without lawyers. That's a default l- rule. However, there are certain uh, certain exceptions, certain, certain circumstances where the tribunal may allow for parties to be represented uh, by a lawyer. But the default is that there are no lawyers. Now, that being said, it's not to say that parties should not consult with lawyers or should not receive legal guidance. In fact, the parties are encouraged to uh, perhaps retain in more complex matters to retain a lawyer to uh, counsel them and guide them through the proceedings. But as far as representation before the courts and the submission of the documents, uh, it is all direct between the parties. One of the things with legal proceedings, uh, one of the common complaints, I guess, is the length of time that legal proceedings generally tend to take. Would it be reasonable to say that in a small claims tribunal, that proceedings are generally expedited more efficiently? Is it quicker in an SCT? Absolutely. And that's the other benefit of okay. uh, the uh, SCT, and that is for in order to resolve matters uh, in a business-like matter, uh, then they have to be resolved much faster and mm. much, more, much more expeditiously and much more, if you will, casually. Because otherwise, if you start going into legalese and, and require formal submissions, formal uh, approaches, formal arguments and such. Obviously, all that requires not only hiring a lawyer, uh, but also additional time to do things in a formal manner. Uh, So because there is that uh, specific emphasis or focus on for the SCT to resolve matters uh, amicably or in the business-like fashion uh, without lawyers, that's one of the reasons why you don't have lawyers, is to make it less formal. 
and because of that, it allows then for the SCT to move the proceedings much faster. So the goal of the SCT, in fact, is to resolve proceedings within two months from the time of filing until the time of judgment. So that's the goal, and that's in, in, in the most cases uh, where there are no complications in terms of, for example, procedural challenges to a jurisdiction or a certain other request or application for perhaps additional joining additional parties or requesting uh, additional time for some other uh, specific reason. So the goal is, and the default is two months from the time the claim is filed until judgment, but it can be extended up to you know, two or three months more. In terms of the privacy uh, issues, are proceedings and or results, I guess, private or public in an SCT? In short, they are private, and it's an interesting observation because uh, the SCT is part of the DIFC courts, and the DIFC courts being the Dubai International Financial Center courts, which are common law courts, Hmm. and they're subject to common law uh, the DFC laws that are based on common law principles. And that's part of the common law principles is that uh, all court cases become precedents and become binding on, uh, on um, subsequent judges and subsequent judgments. Uh, and uh, which is, and part of it is that therefore all court cases are publicly available because if you are using a court case as a precedent, a binding precedent uh, for future decisions, obviously you should have access to that court case. Uh, so, um, and that's one of the aspects of common law. Uh, system is that all court cases and in fact even hearings and any other motions and any other orders that are being made along uh, the way during the proceedings are made public and available to to, uh, to the general public, not just the parties. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, it's and there's an interesting uh, twist to that as far as the SCT proceedings and uh, judgments are concerned. So the proceedings are private to the parties. Uh, they are not open to the public. However, the final judgments are made available to the public, yet the names of the parties are changed. Uh, so you still have the principles that you need to rely uh, on as part of uh, the common law system, uh, but the names of the parties and identities of the parties and other kind of nuances that may reveal the parties actually are changed. Uh, so therefore, in a way, they remain private. So it's um, public and private at the same time. One of the other things about legal proceedings uh, that concerns people is obviously cost. Uh, it's very much at the forefront. What are the fees to make a, a small claim? And also, can claims, and I guess expenses, be claimed back? Uh, great question. Uh, so there are one overarching point to make for the SCT and, and any other proceedings before the DIFC courts is that most fees are in fact are listed in terms of dollars, so do- dollar okay. figures. So it's it's in dollars, and uh, therefore I will for, the, for that purpose I'll, I'll quote dollars. Right. So for employment cases, any any disputes related to employment entitlements, the filing fee is two percent of the claim value, and for all other claims, any commercial claims, it's five percent of the claim value, and the minimum filing fee is one hundred dollars. Uh, so that's the court fees. Now, what's important to highlight as well is that along 
the uh, along the process in terms of the court proceedings uh, if you if parties make any applications in other words requests to the court each one of those requests usually also has a dollar figure attached to uh, to them so for example you want to make a request to join a party uh, or you want to make a request to challenge jurisdiction so each one of these requests is is in legal terms called an application and application also has a court fee so there's a filing fee and then for any of the parties that may consider actually taking cases to the SCT, uh, then they need to keep in mind that in addition to these filing fees, there will also be other hearing fees and, uh, and, and application fees that they'll have to pay. With regards to whether they can claim them back, yes. So a winning party will be entitled to if if it's if it's truly the win is clear, uh, if they will be entitled to recover all of their court fees that they have paid. And, uh, but sometimes that's why I highlighted that if the win is clear, because sometimes uh, the decision, the judgment may be such that uh, both parties are sort of winning and losing at the same time. Uh, so sometimes the court may make a decision because it's more or less an evenly split judgment. So uh, while um, I may be entitled to get my um, a refund of something, but I may not be entitled to get my fees back because I, as part of that judgment, I may also be, you might have counterclaimed and I may also have to pay you something. So therefore, each party is, in that particular case may be responsible for its own court fees. But as a general rule, yes, you're entitled to get your court fees. One of the things during COVID, these uh, coronavirus times that we've seen here in the Emirates is remote, I guess, court access. And it's something that you've talked about at length in previous podcasts that has been a real boom uh, for people. Do you need to be physically present in the UAE if you make a small claim? In short, no, you don't need to be here. And that's uh, a huge uh, evolution and development, if you mm. will, that we have noticed in our practice at the SCT uh, years ago, five or so years ago, when we would bring proceedings before, uh, before the SCT, the parties were required to attend all the hearings in person. And in the event they did not attend them, uh, they were treated, for example, as, as uh, being absentee. And, and and could face default judgments because of ultimately um, showing contempt of court, i.e. refusing to appear before a mandatory hearing. So that was the protocol, and there was really no other way of attending a hearing. Now, as fast forward five years or so, plus we have uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, and the, the UAE having embraced the whole idea of e-government and smart government years ago, uh, had actually put in place a lot of technologies early on, which at times like we're, we're, that we're living right now through COVID-19, obviously paid back because they were mm -hmm. able to put these in, uh, these tools uh, back into, or not back, but perhaps accelerate their implementation and application much more so than, for example, other authorities, including judicial authorities around the world. And as part of that, uh, most of the courts, all of the courts that we now, now know in the UAE have actually gone online. But the DIFC certainly was one of the first courts that not only went online, but was able to navigate that new experience fairly efficiently and smoothly. And the, um, I guess, the consequence of that uh, particular development is that the system and this new process has been working so well that uh, it looks like they may not necessarily be going back uh, into the more of a physical experience. So 
The hearings are conducted today through a form of Skype, as a business Skype account, and they can be either audio or visual, depending on the party's preferences. So we have conducted a number of hearings, and um, all of them over the last seven months, we've conducted many hearings. All of them have been online, very efficiently and smoothly done. And most of the time, they've been just audio, though the uh, vi uh, video option is um, available, and they're being recorded. And these recordings are, are made available to the parties. Uh, and so if there's a video, there'll be a video recording. If it's an audio, it'll just be an audio recording uh, that's um, easily and, and uh, readily available to the parties, which makes, uh, which makes the process so much more efficient and helpful. Because if I want to draw back on what was said in a particular hearing, um, there is no other, no, no better way to be able to cite uh, what perhaps the other side might have said or the judge might have said than actually quote them straight from the recording. And so, but because the process has worked so well and we have had hearings where parties are joining literally from five to seven different locations at the same time. So you have a judge, for example, sitting presumably somewhere in Dubai or maybe even the DIFC, though obviously the first, the first, the early hearings, I'm sure they were sitting at home. You have the, the different, uh, the, the party, the client sitting. And if you have one client or multiple clients is sitting in their respective homes. And um, you have, uh, the lawyers, uh, perhaps even though they're not appearing on record, but they are sitting yet in another, uh, in another place. Or if the court has allowed for uh, legal counsel to represent. So we've had, uh, counsel calling in from the UK, uh, or, um, or from Jordan. Uh, and uh, and so here you are. You got this. You have this hearing that is happening in real time that is being recorded, where parties are effectively uh, putting on record uh, their submissions and arguments, and the judge is uh, is not only listening in but ruling on making decisions and orders along the way. And uh, it's very smooth. It's very efficient. Uh, so I don't know why we would ever really go back. Uh, and uh, for, for now, there has been absolutely no indication that this system will be phased out once we're back into more of a physical experience, if we're ever back into it in the way that we were before. Whenever I mention the remote access that you enjoy now, I see the smile uh, that crosses your face immediately, but it has made a huge difference. Um, two questions now, but they are intrinsically linked, I think. How is the small claims tribunal different from the local court system and do you need to be i don't know a licensed entity within DIFC the Dubai International Financial Center to be able to utilize the small claims tribunal at DIFC there are so many interesting examples or um, or key points that set apart uh, and make the SCT perhaps a, a more uh, a more appropriate forum for dispute resolution for many businesses and parties based in the UAE than, for example, local courts. Uh, one of which I mentioned earlier, it's the common law jurisdiction versus the civil law jurisdiction, which right. means that it's uh, the court precedents become binding. And as part of that, the precedents, the court precedents are available to the public um, and are regularly updated, which basically means that if you want to argue your case, you just go in and to look at all these court judges and you can uh, safely cite these, uh, these, these judgments for the purposes of making uh, your arguments. 
in a civil law jurisdiction, it, it works a bit different. So the court precedents are not, uh, though in the UAE has adopted a slightly different kind of perhaps a, a fusion approach to it. But as a general rule in civil law jurisdictions, it's all law driven and not court cases. So that's one difference. The other difference and a huge one, uh, as I said earlier, it's really, it's less formal. And it's just for parties to be representing themselves directly with, uh, a, before a judge, but without, uh, without lawyers. And therefore, the formalities that are usually attached to any other court proceedings are not there, which allows parties to communicate in a more uh, layman's type language versus uh, legal arguments and, and citations and legalese and a lot more formalities. Uh, so it allows parties to communicate in, in language where they can, they can understand. I'm talking about business language, not legalese. Uh, and because of that, it can move a lot faster. And also a, a huge, huge benefit for any non-Arabic speaker, and in particular for businesses in the UAE, is that all the proceedings, the courts, the DFC courts are in English. So therefore, all the proceedings before the SCT are also in English. English is the formal and the only language uh, of the courts, which for, I would probably argue, all of the businesses in the UAE, in the UAE including those that are perhaps run by Arabic-speaking um, investors and owners and managers and such, the business language in the UAE is English. So mm. if you have a dispute uh, between businesses, in most cases, the documents that are relied on by businesses, even if the parties themselves or the representatives and individuals within these businesses speak Arabic, most of the documents that are created, in fact, are in English. So therefore, if you were to argue any of these cases... Before the local courts, you would have to translate all of those. In the uh, in the DFC courts or the SCT in particular, it's all in English. So therefore, all of these documents you don't need to do the legal translations. You can uh, you, all the submissions are in English and all the arguments are in English. Um, so that's a huge benefit. Uh, and uh, uh, because the, also because the proceedings are private for a lot of other. Uh, perhaps businesses who don't want to publicize uh, their disputes, uh, the, the privacy of the proceedings is also an important benefit. Um, so all in all, it's it's faster, it's cheaper because you don't need to bring lawyers either. Uh, it's uh, it's more direct and it's more understandable for most because you don't have to go through translators uh, or um, uh, local advocates. Uh, and, um, and it's more about just commercial business terms versus legalese and, and other uh, formalities that are usually associated with court proceedings and therefore also uh, with the local courts. Final question, Ludmilla, just the process. What, what is the procedure uh, for an SCT case? Well, uh, before I answer that question, one important uh, point to highlight is that if you are a business or a party that is not in the DIFC, how do you actually avail yourself of the DIFC mm. jurisdiction? So all of these benefits that we just discussed in, in, in this um, in this podcast are available to any parties uh, who, one, uh, are either based in the DIFC or at least one of the parties is based in the DIFC, uh, or two, where some of the um, perhaps uh, part of the transaction or contract might have been executed in the DIFC. 
uh, and three for any other parties who ultimately opt into the DIFC. And this is the important point because any business can in the, or any party can in fact opt into the DIFC courts or in the SCT jurisdiction in particular by including the language in their contract that allows them to do so. In other words, you do not need to have any kind of connection to the DIFC. You don't need to be based in the DIFC. You don't need to even have had any transaction done in the DIFC. You don't even have to be based in the UAE. But as long as the parties in the contract agree to have their disputes resolved by the SCT or the DIFC and include the appropriate language, that's called an opt-in provision. Voila, now they can claim jurisdiction before the DIFC courts and the SCT in particular for small claims. Which, Ludmilla, strikes me as being a huge bonus, not just for small, medium, large enterprises, for sole operators such as myself, for example. I could include an opt-in clause, SCT, DIFC clause in contracts that I would have with people podcasting, for example. That's, that's hugely interesting. Let's move on, though, to the process of filing an SCT case, just to finish. Yes. So the process is in line with the overall emphasis of the UAEs moving into the, the kind of e-government, the smart government. The the SCT and the DFC courts are quite technologically advanced. And so everything is done through the online system. So through the portal. So you don't have to go to the court or submit anything physically. Everything is done electronically, which is another huge advantage. And so to file a claim, you would go to the SCT website or the DFC Courts website. Under the DFC Courts website, there is a special section there for the SCT claims. And you will just, and it's a fairly self-explanatory and easy to navigate system. So you just go through the website and fill in the details, the amount of your claim, then uh, the names of the parties uh, and their uh, address, in particular the defendant, because uh, ultimately uh, you will have to serve the other side, uh, and which should basically notify them that you have filed the case and they will have had to receive it and they can receive it and be served either by email or uh, or physically so for example what one of the details you would put in the name of the parties and um, their physical address and their email address and then the court will notify them and send an email to them uh, with a form basically where they have to acknowledge service and so they can acknowledge service uh, on uh, um, through through the electronic means or by email, or, or if they refuse to acknowledge service, you would serve them physically, and in that case, you would actually have to translate the uh, the initial claim uh, into Arabic just for the purposes of the ser- of service of process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's say if they don't uh, if they don't respond, then you would move for the default uh, judgment. But after the court have tried uh, to serve the other side a few more times, you know, and we have had a number of those cases. Uh, so ultimately, everything in terms of filing and the experience and the logistic of managing the case, everything is online. So once again, it's a huge benefit because not only do you not need to attend and the hearings physically, but the, you can navigate and you can manage your court proceedings from wherever you may be in the, in, in the world or from the comfort of your own home or your own office. Everything from filing to paying for the fees and you would have to pay uh, for the, the initial filing, the 5%, for example, for a commercial case. 
Uh, and any schedule that comes up after that, any communications that come up, it's everything, everything is tracked through the online system. And in fact, all the, the parties will ultimately have their logins, their respective logins. And with these logins, they can log into the SCT portal and see all the cases, all the submissions that have been filed by respective parties. Uh, there's also a schedule of all the proceedings and, 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 and the hearings. Uh, that are scheduled ahead. Um, so this is really one one portal, a centralized portal, portal of all the information that's accessible to parties at all times. And any judgments or orders or decisions that are being made are populated and are communicated through this portal. In addition to that, with SCT being a business-friendly uh, forum for resolving disputes, the SCT staff also communicate with the parties by email. And the, the rule is for the parties to always copy each other. And so there's a lot of communication in addition to the portal. The, there's a lot of communication that's going on by email. And the SCT representatives are quite helpful in terms of guiding parties to what to do next. And they will, in through the email correspondence, for example, will either attach a link to the particular provision that the, in, in the rules that the parties need to familiarize themselves with if they want to make a request uh, or they would clarify uh, points uh, to them by email. So again, the idea here is to create uh, the, the the forum for communication for parties so that they don't feel, because they're not being represented by lawyers, they don't feel that they are uh, in the dark in terms of what they're supposed to do. So in addition to the portal, the SCT staff are quite helpful in guiding the parties in terms of what to do um, to, to for the proceedings to, to, to move forward. And that is another edition of Logical, part one in a series on the DIFC Dubai International Financial Centre Small Claims Tribunal, a subject that we will be coming back to uh, in a future podcast. Lyudmila Yamalova is the managing partner here at Yamalova and Plevka. As ever, it's been a learning experience talking to you. Always a pleasure chatting with you, Tim. Thank you. If you have a legal question you need answered in a future episode of Logical, or if you'd like a consultation with a qualified UAE-experienced legal professional, all you have to do is click the contact button at lylawyers.com. Plus, you could WhatsApp us as well. 00971 525 1611.